My name is Coach Joey Solowitz. I'm a certified health and wellness coach, and this is my unsolicited advice. Welcome to Unsolicited Advice with Coach Joey. I'm Coach Joey. I'm going into my ninth or 10th episode right now, and I find that every week I spend the first four or five days of the week with a high degree of anxiety about what I'm going to talk about because I feel like every one of these episodes should offer some revelatory advice given the name of the show, Unsolicited Advice. And it's funny because Anybody who knows me or has followed me on social media for any meaningful amount of time knows knows that I run a daily series entitled Daily Unsolicited Advice, coupled with another daily series called My Daily Deep Thought. Daily Unsolicited Advice started as me just sharing my ideas about some nebulous topic for less than 60 seconds a day, which is all that the Instagram and Facebook algorithm would allow for in terms of time for a story post. And then the daily deep thought was essentially me taking the theme of that idea and turning it into a short tweet that I could then share as content later. Well, over the course of doing that for roughly two years, I have a pretty huge bank of saved ideas in the form of my daily deep thought. And when I started this podcast, the thing that I thought was, well, I'll always have ideas because how hard will it be to just go into my bank of daily deep thoughts from two years and pick one and talk about it? Well, I think anybody who content creates knows that these ideas are simple in theory, but not always easy in action. So I hope that the things that I've been speaking about in the past eight or nine weeks have been useful to you. I hope you found benefit in them and continue to find benefit in the things that I have to say. Uh, But just know that as a podcast host, if anybody out there listening is considering starting one or already has their own content machine that they're trying to perfect, fine tune and refine, it is not always easy, even if you think it's going to be. So that being said, what I want to talk about today is our circle of influence. Um, There's a saying out there, and I think it goes something like this, show me your five closest friends and I'll show you your future. Another version is you will become the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, so make sure you're choosing wisely. I don't know if those two ways of phrasing that same general idea resonate with you uh, at whatever point in the journey that you're on right now for whatever it is that you're trying to achieve in your life. But I find as I move further and further along in my journey that there's just so much wisdom in those two statements. And I want to share a quick story with you before I dive further into the topic at hand, our circle of influence. I'm a parent a parent of two small children, one's 12, one's nine. And it's kind of funny. I'm the parent that refuses to go to theme parks. My kids have never been to Disneyland. They've never been to Disney World. They've never been to Knott's Berry Farm or Six Flags or any place of the like. Uh, and the reason is not because they did have never asked me to go. The reason is because I hate theme parks. I mean that I despise them. I don't like the lines. The cost is sickening to me. I don't like standing out in the sun and the heat for hours and hours waiting to ride a two-minute line. I can find any number of things to complain about when the topic is on that of theme parks. Uh, Well, right now, 
I am visiting Arizona with my two little girls. I live abroad. I live in Portugal with them where they are native and I am a resident. And every summer we come back to Arizona where they spent most of their childhood and I am from to spend about a month with family and friends and generally catching up with the American side of their culture being that they have dual passports. And this year, Upon arrival to Arizona, one of the first things that some of our closest friends suggested we do is take them to a water park. Now, of course, their friends and my friends know me well enough to know that they should not suggest that to me in the girl's absence. They should suggest it to me with the girls standing right there so that they get excited and I lose the autonomy to say no to the idea without the girls ever having known that it was an idea in the first place. And that's exactly how this story unfolded. Uh, we ended up going to a water park called Hurricane Harbor last weekend. And and I was being a dick about it. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to pay for it. The first thing I did is looked it up online and I saw the prices. And then I was already, before we even got there, complaining about how long the lines were going to be. But I was doing this all in private you know, to the other adults who were going to attend and, and myself. I didn't say a word about this to the girls. As I tell this story, I, I promise you I'm getting somewhere. It does 100% relate back to the whole idea of the circle of influence. And we get to the water park. And the first thing that happens, you pull in the parking lot and it's a $20 fee just to park your car. Then you're paying, I think it was $35, $40 per ticket for me plus my two kids. And then upon entering the park, we all had backpacks with towels and sunscreen and the like. And what do they say? But you know, you need to pay 20 bucks for a locker. So I'm, I'm nearly $200 into this day before I even set foot in the line. And the first line that we set foot in looked like it was going to take roughly an hour. And on my watch, I timed it. It took 51 minutes. So about an hour and a half into this experience, I finally get to the top of this slide and I get to ride the three minute slide. Not even three minutes is an exaggeration. The 30 second slide, I'm you know, roughly $200 into my day, an hour into waiting in line, and I've ridden one 30 second ride. Now, I was not silent about how I felt about this. I was complaining, Ugh, $20 for parking? Are you kidding me? This is insane. $20 for a locker? This is crazy. I can barely fit two backpacks in here. Oh my God, this line is so long. I'm already getting sunburned. We've only been here 45 minutes. I was saying all of these things out loud with my 12 and my nine-year-old nearby me. And I want you to contextualize this because over the course of that same hour, they started to find things that they were displeased with. They didn't love the lines. They didn't love how hot it was. They were afraid to ride the ride. They don't even have much of a concept of money, yet they were complaining about how expensive the day was. And uh, give it an hour and a half into the day, and I realized, oh my God, I've created two little complaining monsters. And it's not their fault. I am their circle of influence. I am the adult in that environment. I am who they are relying on to shape their view of how things are supposed to look and how we're supposed to respond to a given situation. That's on me. I'm the parent. I'm the adult. I'm the mentor. I'm the leader of that environment in that moment. They don't have any other choice as to who their circle of influence is. Only me. And the vocabulary that I was using was not vocabulary that I could be proud of in that moment because look at the outcome it was driving. It was driving them to not fully enjoy and be in the moment and in an environment that is 100% meant to be joyful for them. Like why on earth would I have taken them to a water park if I didn't want them to experience joy? Why would I have taken them to a water park if my goal was to just 
express to them how miserable the experience was in my mind. And quite frankly, shame on me for finding the misery in something when quite frankly, there's a lot of joy there too. There's people having fun. There's people spending their hard-earned money to show their kids and their friends and their family a good time. There's water, there's sunscreen, there's flip-flops. There's a lot of good things in that environment. But me in that moment, I wasn't focused on finding them. And it was directly impacting my kids. And I extrapolated that out over the next years in my mind at that moment. I was like, okay, so what happens to these kids if this is what their experience with me is? They spend a lot of time with me. We travel together. We live together. Obviously, they're my kids. And I just kind of thought, you know, whose fault would it really be if I spend most of my time complaining about these environments if eventually they turn into little miniature adults and adults even so who also complain about those environments. Would it really be their fault? The truth of the matter is I think at some point we all do become adults and we're responsible for our own actions and the circumstances of our past are no longer an excuse to dictate how we live in our future. But I wouldn't exactly be setting them up for the most success. Now, granted, I have a tendency to become very esoteric about very minute details. Me bitching about a long line in a water park certainly is not indicative of how I talk to my kids at all times. However, it was something that I really used as cause for reflection. After all, I'll be the first one to tell a client in the health coaching practice I work for that they probably need to start surrounding themselves with people who lift them up instead of bringing them down if that's what they're consistently experiencing. The difference is, is that when it's your kids, they don't get that choice. They don't get to choose their parent. They don't get to choose who they spend the majority of their time with. You're it. You're who they get. So it is upon you to make sure that the vocabulary that you're using around them is vocabulary that you can be proud of and is driving them to grow up to be the type of people who you would like them to be. So to finish out the, at this point, I realized long-winded water park story, I just want to say that for the rest of the day, I conscientiously and mindfully focused on using different vocabulary. I didn't talk about the length of the lines. I talked about enjoying the time together standing in the line. I didn't talk about the cost of the food at the theme at concession stands. I talked about how happy I was that we had thought ahead to bring food in a cooler out in the parking lot. I didn't talk about the cost of the locker. I said it's money spent so that we can have a good day. And by choosing to come here, I chose to incur the cost of being here. So there's no sense in complaining about it. And the rest of the day was wonderful. Quickly, their narrative shifted. Quickly, the circle of influence and person who was driving the way that they were perceiving the day gave cause for them to shift their perspective to one of joy and fun rather than lines and misery. And, and that was something I was in control of in that moment. And I'm glad that I recognized it because the day at the water park ended up being a great day. That brings me into this idea, this circle of influence idea, the, the people who you are surrounding yourself with. Now, You've heard me mention it before. I am a health coach. That's what I do for a living. And you can categorize my work as many things. We can say I'm a nutrition coach, a health and wellness coach, a mindset coach, a personal trainer, a fitness coach. I, I do all of those things in the practice that I work for. It's a practice called BSL Nutrition. And we help people live healthier lives. And one of the things that I see time and time again, having the opportunity to coach at scale, we coach hundreds of clients in our practice and any one of us coaches will normally be working with anywhere from 30 to 50 clients at the same time. We, we get to see the common themes 
in what hold people back. We get to see the limiting factors that seem to pop up again and again and again, no matter what the individual's unique circumstances are. And one of those limiting factors is social support. One of those limiting factors is who is it that you are surrounded by? Is it people who are lifting you up or is it people who are holding you back? And I think that it's something that we all could benefit from taking a moment to reflect upon because all of us are sitting in a place right now. We're here right now listening to this podcast, driving in your car to work or the gym or walking on the treadmill or wherever you are that you have the time to be listening to this. Some circumstances led you to being in that environment and there's a good chance that wherever that environment is, is a place that you would like to better over time. If you're at work, I hope you're working towards something that brings you fulfillment, whether it's a promotion, more money, more knowledge. If you're in the gym, I hope that you're walking on that treadmill in the hopes and aspirations of being a healthier, more fit person for the people that you love. If it's you're listening to this simply while sitting in a chair in your living room, I hope that you're listening to it in the name of trying to garner some knowledge that can generally help you reframe your thinking so that you can approach problems differently in the future. But we're all here right now, I hope, thinking about how we're getting better as a result of consuming this content. Now I want you to take that bit of information and contextualize this line of thinking. You're surrounded by people every single day. Your colleagues, your friends, your peers, your mentors, your family, your kids. There's people around you all the time. And oftentimes those people have the best intentions for you. Oftentimes we're surrounded by people that we love and who are trying to lift us up. Other times the people that we're surrounded by are the very people that led us to get to a point where we recognize that maybe a change in our life is needed. And that's something that I think we all could benefit from reflecting upon. Because at the end of the day, the things that get you to where you are today are rarely going to be the things that get you to where you want to be in the future. What worked up to this point is going to take fine tuning to keep working up to the next point. And social support, the people we surround ourselves with, matters. If the buddies that you're hanging out with right now are the same old pals that go to the bar on a Friday night that you've been hanging out with since high school and don't have much interest in the new healthy diet that you're trying to pursue, then it's unlikely that those buddies are going to be the people who get you to that next lean phase of your life that you're trying to work towards right now. If you're surrounded with the same work colleagues who have led themselves to you being in the same job for longer than you care to be in that job. It's unlikely that those colleagues are going to be the people who lift you up into that next stage of your career where you feel a sense of empowerment and betterment in the thing that you're working toward achieving professionally. Ultimately, we need to be surrounded by people who are carrying us and helping us walk toward the thing that we want for ourselves. And it's a hard thing because when we start to make a change, when we start to decide that our lifestyle needs to shift with the times that we want to improve, we're oftentimes surprised by the people who are there to lift us up and the people who are holding us back. It's not always the people that we think that it's going to be. And that can be a challenging thing because sometimes it results in a tough conversation being necessary between somebody who you'd never expected to have to have that conversation with in the first place. I'm speaking from personal experience here, but I'm going to save that line of talk for another podcast. The point is, is it does take a degree of internal honesty that I realize many of us are not prepared to have at the time that we decide a change is necessary. So 
I'm getting long-winded here, and I like to keep these episodes shy of 20 minutes so that it's something consumable for you on a short walk or a quick car ride home. So I'm gonna try to wrap up my thoughts here. But I always like to think about things in terms of what can I do with this information? What can I do with a story about a guy at a water park who was complaining about the lines to his kids? What can I do with some random health coach, one more guy on the socials with a microphone in front of his face talking, who's telling me that I need to reconsider the people I spend the most time with? Well, I'm going to summarize as such. First, I'm going to repeat what I said earlier. At the end of the day, you will become the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. So choose them wisely. And to rephrase that same wording, show me the five people you spend the most time with, and I'll show you your future. Everything in this podcast is designed to help you reassess your circumstances, reframe your thinking, and rebuild your actions around any change that you're trying to make in your life. So as you walk away from listening to this episode, I challenge you to stop and reassess what are you working on right now, and who around you is helping you get there, and who around you might be holding you back. I challenge you to reframe your thinking around those social structures after you've identified those people. How can you take accountability to make sure that you are surrounding yourself more and more with the people who are going to help you walk toward that thing and moving more and further away from the people who are holding you back from achieving what you want to achieve for yourself? And then I challenge you to rebuild your actions. What are you going to do today after listening to this to go take action to surround yourself with the people who are going to lift you up? Because all I care about is you winning. That's what I want for you. And you're going to win when you're surrounded by people who are lifting you up and helping push you towards taking the step toward the thing that you really want for yourself, whatever that thing may be. That's it for today, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, I hope to see you next week. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you found value in what we talked about here today, please make sure to subscribe to the show, leave a review, and most importantly, share it with somebody else who you think might enjoy listening. Thanks again.